0: Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, Welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I am excited Uh, today. I have a guest on that uh, this is the first time he's been on my show, but I've been on his show. Uh, for many years Brandon Rathert uh, hi Brandon he's out in Columbia Missouri uh, he's with 93.9 the eagle he's it's a hot talk, I think. Um, It is uh, the Wake Up Columbia show. And we have a blast. So I've been with Brandon a long time. I've been doing his show when he was back in Pensacola with another station. That's where we started with Fox News. And then he's out in Columbia now. And we always have the best conversations. Like They're wild and crazy. And um, we we always want more time and so the last time i did a show a couple of weeks ago i said you're coming on that's it you got to come on my show now so we can actually have a real conversation that all of you will appreciate uh about love relationships sex and everything we talk about on the lovability show uh with somebody who actually um is used to talking about these things every single day uh so welcome brandon
1: Jen, it is an absolute pleasure To finally be on on your show. We do. We have, and it's interesting, If uh, and I hope I'm not out of bounds here. You and I, we've never met in person, but I think from the get-go, we're going on 12 years now that you and I have been knowing each other. We just, we clicked, I think. We have that same mindset. Uh, you know, that, hey, man, we should talk about this stuff, and we have fun, and I think with what you do with your podcast and what you've done on our show over the years, you know, I think it's important stuff. Sure, it's fun to talk about, and there's nothing wrong with when we talk about relationships, whether we're talking about physical intimacy, whether we're talking about sex, and I appreciate, I just have so much respect that you you do that. We can have fun, but this is stuff, you know, it, it's it's real stuff. There's nothing wrong with wanting sex and liking sex. But for some reason, it just seems like oftentimes it's not okay to talk about sex. So I, I admire what you do and I am honored to be here.
0: Well, thank you. It's so much fun to have you here. Um no they, people don't know what they're in for, but you know, I figured Friday we do like a little early happy hour. You know, I uh, I'm drinking my sweet tea, nothing strong, nothing crazy. Oh yeah, Gatorade, there we go. Um, and you know what? We we talk about everything. Like, it is fun to be able to talk about things like sexting and things like that that are going on. Um, and we talk about love and relationships and all that other stuff, too, which, um, you know, we'll talk about as well today. Uh, I love that you're willing to dive in and have the conversation. And welcome, everybody. Uh, Jeff, Wendy, i um, uh, Hal, it looks like, um, Elizabeth, um, great to see you guys tuning in. You guys, by all means, too, if you have something you want us to talk about, because we're just you know this is an open show today like we're just gonna be throwing out topics different things and if there's something you want us to talk about throw us a question uh, or a comment and we'd be happy to uh to roll along uh Brandon also if you go to the Lovability show on your end on Facebook you can uh, look at the conversation and the questions but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching so. Okay, so this is what started it all. So a couple of weeks ago, I shouldn't say 12 years ago, it started it all. And I agree, Brandon, love you to pieces. Um, I hope we do get to meet someday in person. But um, yeah. but so two weeks ago, we were having a, um, a talk about um, sleeping in separate bedrooms, um, couples sleeping in separate bedrooms. And that was some, I don't know, it was an article you found or it was just a conversation you guys were having over at the station. But we started out and I thought this is such, like we started rolling with it and it went in a million different directions. And I like it, I wanna talk about it because as you had mentioned it, like does it work? Why are people doing it? We talked about snoring being a possible um, option for that. But I was telling you that my brother and his wife... Do it. Um, Their kids spilled the beans one time when I was over at their house. I noticed the downstairs bedroom was all, you know, was all the bed was all shuffled, and uh, the his son said to me, "Oh well, you know, mom and dad sometimes sleep in separate rooms because daddy snores, right? So there's the snoring thing. Um, Kids will tell on you. Um, But but having said that, like they've been married for I don't know how many years, like a long time. They they do great. They're both very in. independent people. Um, You know, interestingly enough, they have a really they have one of these really interesting marriages where they do a lot of things separately. You know, they have master's tickets every year to the master's tournament. Some years she goes with her friends, some years he goes with his friends, but they don't go together. Um, They've got separate trips, you know, that they do. Like sometimes he'll take the kids and go to Europe with one one or both of the children, you know, um, they do a lot of things separately, including sleeping in separate beds. So let's let's dive in there a little bit. What what prompted you to call me about that? I'm curious.
1: I guess to understand, I'm somebody who's been married twice, so I'm glad we're not talking about relationship advice today. (laughs) I haven't been married for a lot of years. It's been, I think, 15, 16 years since I have been married. So I'm wondering, like, how how does this work? Uh, and some of it I, I get. But if you're in a, a good, loving relationship and you still have a, a robust sex life, how does that work? And that was kind of what I was wanting to know from you. And I'm still not sure I'm clear <laughs> on the concept. <laughs> So I guess it works. You said you know people and, and it works. I, I've not met anybody that sleeps in separate beds. I, there might be people I know. I just don't know that they sleep in separate beds. Um so my first question is, so when it comes when it comes to sex, it comes to intimacy, do you have do you set an appointment? How does that work? Have you ever had any insight say, I mean, are you pointing out, well, honey, I can do, I know it's not a Friday night, but how about Thursday, about 3.30 before the kids get on? <laughs> we'll school.
0: meet in the bedroom. That's
1: the thing that I'm not understanding. How does that aspect work?
0: Yeah. So you know what? It's funny. You're so used to interviewing me and I don't have all the answers, you know, um, but I will say this, you know, I think it depends on the person because there's some people that are these cuddlers, right? Um, And they want to hold you all night or sleep together or wake up next to you. And then there's those people that go, don't touch me. I'm sweating. (laughs) You know, I'm hot. I don't want to cuddle. I don't want to snuggle. I mean, or they want, like, I know my ex used to tear the covers off me. Like, I would literally wake up freezing because I'd have no covers on. And they'd all be on him. So I learned to bring a separate, like, setting for myself onto the bed. So when he tore the covers off, I'd have something to put on me. I mean, those are valid reasons to sleep in a separate bed, you know?
1: Now, I remember one time, and it is interesting, you talk about the kids, say, hey, Aunt,
0: Aunt Jen, you know, they sleep in separate beds because daddy snores. <laughs> uh,
1: in, my, in my first marriage with my uh, son's mom... Uh, I noticed sometimes, and I've always had a weird schedule. I get up really early. And so sometimes I would get up in the morning and I would realize, oh, she's gone. She slept in, in the kid's bedroom. She's, she's on the couch. And after this had been going on for a while, we were at a party one night and somebody had kind of mentioned, well, he snores. So sometimes I get up, you know, late at night and I'll, I'll get out. Um, so I kind of said, and I turned to my wife and I said, oh, yeah. I said, uh, sometimes Andrea sleeps in a separate bed because I snore. And Jen, she looks at me, she says, I sleep in a separate bed because you're an ignorant prick. And I just don't want (laughs) to be with you. Okay, that too. (laughs) Yeah, so here I'm thinking, oh, I snore and she just, no, she just didn't want to spend that much time with me anymore. So I've seen it from that end.
0: Hence you the know? divorce, but yes, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah, you but know, that wasn't
1: you- planned. It wasn't like we said every night we're sleeping in separate beds. So that's why I was just kind of uh, baffled people who do do this. Like for intimacy, are you setting aside time? Do you schedule do you schedule time? And then also like do you say my room? Or your room, or heck, it doesn't even have. To be
0: you know, I'll meet
1: you t- in the laundry room in about ten minutes. I'm playing I could- war games right now on the computer, so I think. Good. Do you meet somewhere? Rome? These are questions, and I don't know, and I know you don't have all the answers, but I always appreciate any of your anecdotal uh, research evidence that you've done.
0: Oh, you know what? I'm just going to give you my opinion. Like, okay. I just feel like if you had a central room where maybe you guys had a television, if you like to watch shows, or you had a place that was, you know, your your bedroom, your your marital bedroom, or your relational bedroom. And you do whatever relational you do. Bedroom? Your relational bedroom. I said you mean it. I, I made up a term. Anyway.
1: <laughs> romper room? The romper room? <laughs> exactly. You say we need to have a romper. That's
0: fine. The romper room works. Um, only old people know what that is. What, what romper room actually is. But um, but having said that, why can't you? If you if you finish business and you have both you know kind of you're done. Why can't you just go into another, like why, what's stopping you from going and sleeping somewhere else? If the person that you sleep next to something about them hinders you, you know what I mean? I mean, most people I think can do well, but you know, I I was just watching, like there's a, there's somebody watching right now, um, Erica, I know she's got a huge dog. So what happens? Like, so for example, if somebody's dog, like you start dating somebody and they've got a dog or two, like these big giant dogs that are used to sleeping with them. I mean, somebody might not want to sleep with giant dogs or I have a cat that likes to sleep with me, you know? What if somebody doesn't want to sleep with my cat, right? So. That might be a reason for sleeping in a separate room, you know? My cat wakes me up at 5 a.m. That used to completely tick off my partner, that he'd start scratching at things and jumping on us at like 5 a.m. because he was ready to eat. That's a reason to sleep in a separate room. It doesn't mean you don't love each other, but there's no reason why you have to schedule intimacy. Just do your thing, and then when you're ready to go to sleep, go to your room. <laughs> go to your room. Here's right? your
1: thing. Well, and, there, and there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot there because, and you're right, why is it? And I don't think there's anything wrong with it uh, because, and this comes from somebody I get up very early. I uh, oh, yeah. do it for a long time. Now, right now, I, I'm not in a relationship, but I think that's the key. And that's why I think a lot of people admire what you do on your podcast, Jen, is because I think if you talk about it and let each other know ahead of time, uh, they say, hey, you know, you, you have early hours, you snore, or uh, my goodness, your dog's a great dame. It ain't, come, if, if it's in the bed, I'm not in the bed with you with this great dame. But that's the thing is, is talking about it. So let's say we are at a spot relationship. I'm trying to think this out here. I'm in a relationship with somebody and we're going to have this conversation. Uh, you do it. You're all on board. Then how is it? And maybe that's the next step because, yeah, sleeping in separate beds, it sounds kind of foreign because people don't talk about it enough that like, hey, this is an okay option. But let's say you have talked about that. You guys are both cool then. And here's the conversation that I'm wondering how this goes. You say, okay, do we schedule time? Because with sex and intimacy, oftentimes it's not like, Hey, okay. I'll, I'll meet you, uh, at lunchtime to schedule. Something just seems weird. It takes away. I think some of the friskiness, some of the, uh, you Sputaneity, know, some yeah. And stuff.
0: Yuck. I agree with you. You know, I feel like, and I, you know, I guess it's how it's done. I can see people in your position when you wake up at three thirty or four o'clock in the morning uh, to go to work. That that would be that would interfere with somebody else's sleep, and how they would really. I mean, that's a call for a separate bedroom. Sorry, but having said that, um, do you have to schedule it? It really just depends. You know, I think to myself. If somebody has a schedule, like, you know, I I, uh, two of my friends, they watch the podcast from time to time. I I know they wouldn't mind me calling them out. He goes to bed, um, he goes to bed, er wait, late. No, he goes to bed early. She goes to bed late. And they don't want to keep each other up. So a lot of times during the week with work, he'll go to bed early and she'll go in another bedroom and stay up late. Um, hopefully before then they're laying together, cuddling together, hanging out until it's his bedtime. And then they, you know, so there is a natural component, I think to it, right? Because you're not working yeah, that, against. That's thing,
1: no, but I invest that drawing uh, that, that building that bridge from, okay. So we've had that talk. We're cool, sleeping in separate beds, but now how are we, you know, going to do this? What nights do we schedule? I, I think that would be kind of the difficult. Uh, You're so funny. You're
0: so worried about that. You know what? Hopefully, it's just happening. I mean, I can't imagine having to schedule sex ever. Hopefully you you are attracted enough to your person where it doesn't have to always be in the bedroom. I mean, you could be in the living room, you could be in the kitchen, you could, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it shouldn't matter. It should still be happening because you're attracted to each other. If you have to schedule sex, something's already wrong. Come talk to me. Um, you know, really. I mean, honestly, I think that's the that's the answer to that. You know, it's interesting. I've got a lot of partner over pet, Jasmine says, and Jasmine has two dogs, two big dogs. So she says partner over pet. Um, Aya says, I'm a cuddler, but if you're sweating all over me, I'm out. I love it. Yeah. No, 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 no sweating. So, uh, so love y'all's feedback, by the way, partner over pet. I, I, I dig that. Um, So, so having said, I mean, so here we are talking about the whole thing with scheduling sex. I I think that if it's not happening, Brandon, anyway, if you aren't finding time for it, if you don't want your person enough, if you've got to schedule it or make time for it or figure it out, like when are we going to do it, and it's just yeah. not happening naturally. There's already something going on in the relationship from a red flag standpoint. I get it when you have kids. I get it when you have young children and you're putting kids to bed and there's different schedules. I can see where you would need to schedule, you know, time to say, you know what, let's have the kids to bed by 10 so that we can spend an hour together, you know, laughing, talking, reading, praying, praying having fun, whatever we're going to do, that you have that time together before you go to sleep. And I think a schedule like that is important. And I think that is something we can bring up relationally here that could actually help people is if you are in that place where you have young kids or you have something um, that, Affects your schedule that you may need to set, you may need to schedule a time. Here's where it is. You're not scheduling sex because that's so impersonal, but you're saying, you know what, like Brandon, with you with your job, saying, I, we know we're going to sleep inside our beds tonights during the week, but let's every night by nine o'clock, you probably go to bed early, don't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like eight o'clock. So you're oh, saying, God. okay, so I hear what you're saying. You're saying, okay, so we can word a hey, we're scheduling time together. We're not necessarily saying, hey, we're scheduling romper room time together. Just, hey, this time at night we get together, we might do whatever. And if the sex happens, it happens if that's where we are that night.
0: Yeah. So if you go to bed at eight, (laughs) I think I eat dinner by eight. Anyway, if you go to bed by eight, then you would need to say, you know what, from seven to eight is our time. So phones are gone, we just hang out, it's our intimate time together, and we can talk, we can do whatever, but let's just spend that time together. Whether it's in the living room, it's in the bedroom, wherever it is, that you just schedule that time together. And I do think this is very critical, again, for people with separate schedules, for people with children, or anything that affects that, that whole you know sleeping sex cycle. Because ultimately what happens is if you let that part of your relationship go, and you lose the intimacy and the sex, the marriage and the relationship is not long to follow after. So you have to nurture that part. You do. I do.
1: You know, physical intimacy. And again, and, and again, people like you over the years, I think we bring this more out into the open and we talk about it. And hey, it's okay, you know, that we talk about these, these things as it relates to sex in a relationship. Uh, and talking about it, and being open, and again, it goes back to, and guys are probably going to hate this, it's communication, communication, (laughs) communication, that you got to say, this, this is what we're, we're doing, and it's okay to want sex, I don't, because, and I don't know, maybe it's a different, maybe it's a generational thing, you know, the older generations, you don't talk about it, and sex was just for the purpose of procreation, and it's not that way, it's, it's, pleasurable we should be doing it and we should and to that end besides talking about when and where jen uh we're talking about how not on the nights where say okay and on this night we're going to do it this way and and i get the spontaneity aspect but as we're talking about communication as it relates to important topics and in an intimate relationship like sex uh that we talk about those things that we do and don't want now You might run in different circles than I do, um, but it seems to me, is this true? Now that I'm I'm chatting with a woman, this doesn't happen very often. I don't get the opportunity to chat with a lot of women. Um, It seems to me that there are a lot of women, they're afraid to say, hey, this is what, now I'm talking about the actual physical act. Now, if I'm going uh, in a different direction than you intend to tell me, but I think women, I think don't say enough. Hey, I like it when you do this or do this more often or hey, right there or don't do that. Do you think that's something that's that's more of a female thing?
0: It's definitely um, it's definitely a tough place to be as a woman because of the male fragile ego when it comes to the um, bedroom. <laughs> Oh, we were just talking about this yesterday. I was just talking about this with one of my uh, clients. We were talking about kissing. Like if somebody's not a good kisser, how do you oh. guide, how do you how do you correct that? Yeah. You know, and how how do you tell a man that you know they're there you want something different? And and we have to as women, if it's not working for us. We have to be able to broach that conversation if that person's important to us. Um, and that that could look a lot of different ways. And so um, kissing versus sex is different. And yes, you know what, Brandon, and I'll say it as a woman, there are more women that sex is more important to them than it is to men these days. I hear more women, 40 and above, that have... A great sex life is one of their number one priorities in their new relationship. Where men, it's not, I don't usually hear that. They'll tell me, well, I want somebody that's real. I want somebody that, you know, is that they'll always say about looking good. Of course, men are very um, visual. And all of those things are very important. But sex is way up there for women. So guys, you know, that may be something if you've been in a marriage for a long time, or and and don't have a lot of practice or you don't know that you're a stud there in certain areas you may you may want to work on that because it's it becomes more and more important to women as we get as we get older it's it's something we do kind of fall into and get more comfortable talking about and get more demanding in the area of what we're willing to accept and not accept. Cause if you've ever had bad sex or a non-existent sex life or a boring sex life, you don't want to go back there, you know?
1: No. And that's important. If you're not satisfying your partner, uh, physically in the bedroom. Yeah. You're missing a lot from the relationship and that's where, and I will say this as, as a guy, and I get it the whole male fragility and the ego thing. And i I'm, I'm speaking from where I am now as a 50 year old man, um, and I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's a sense of self awareness as we get older. I'm comfortable having those those conversations, um, whether it's over text or or it's here or it's in a situation like this or in an, you know an actual relationship. Uh, but I think as guys, man, when you care about somebody. You know, you do. You got to make it all about her, and vice versa. Jan is the woman. You got to make it all about the guy, and we're getting on another level with relationships. But guys, I, and I will say this, and it's okay. It, it she's not going to, uh, she's not going to laugh at you. She's not going to look down on you. I promise you, man. If you have these discussions um, with your, I'm talking to guys now. If you have these discussions with with your partner and and say, hey, honey, what can I do? And I've generally do asked, better,
0: right? What yeah, can I do better? Exactly.
1: And I will tell you the first time, and I've been doing it for a long time. The first time I ever asked somebody, hey, do you like that? Or what can I do? What what is it that I'm not doing that I can do? And you the first couple of times, it might feel weird, but I'll tell you what, the sex will be incredible. You know why? Because when you're pleasing her, she's responding. And there's a natural physiological response. Thank and you. Pow! Pay attention,
0: guys. Yeah. Pay
1: attention. It make, yeah. Yeah, pay attention. <laughs> it's OK to talk about that. And yeah. here's the other thing. It's not that you're not a stud or it's not that you, you don't know what you're doing. Every woman is different. This woman might like this. This woman doesn't want as much pressure. This woman likes the speed. This woman likes, it's different. So guys, don't don't take it personally. When a woman says, hey, I I would prefer you do this. They're not saying, okay, and I hope you're hearing me because this is important, Jen, from a guy's point of view. They're not saying that, hey, you suck at this, my goodness, is what they're saying. Is they have certain things you like and i'll say it from a guy's point of view and let's talk about the first thing that comes to my mind is oral sex women there's a bunch there's are different you excited women, that you get a bunch to t- of different women. wait
0: pause are you excited that you get to talk about this off the radio does it
1: look like <laughs>
0: <laughs> because we can't talk about this on the radio but yes we get to talk about this on the podcast so keep going yes
1: okay uh i'll use orals i got receiving oral sex it's good or bad. It's not good or bad because, and this applies to women too, Jen. If I, uh, uh, or if your partner tells you, hey, Jen, this is what I, for example, this is between me and you, Jen. Uh, and whoever's here's watching. Things, here's one of the things I like, for example, and I've had to tell everybody when I'm in that situation, hey, here's what I like. I like the underside. You no know, but women don't know that if it's the first couple of times together <laughs> she doesn't know yes. so i have to tell her yeah or i don't have to but i would I, i'd say hey i'm not going to say you're not doing this right say hey you know what i really like is
0: this hey at the end of the day you know it, it the more you can communicate about what you like and what you don't like and the way that you say it and of course timing's everything but I mean, ultimately, all anybody wants to do is please you. So yes. whether it's your woman pleasing a man or vice versa, you know, everybody wants to please each other. So if there's something that you could do to help them please you, tell them. And and it's and it's all in a loving way. And I love the fact that you said, because it's true, open up the dialogue while you're doing it. Do you like this? Is this what you like? Is this what you want? Because it does give the opportunity for feedback so that it it's comfortable and it doesn't it doesn't feel like somebody's um, you know complaining uh, afterwards or something and i think it's too often people wait till especially women wait till afterwards or after they get out of the relationship to say you never pleased me or you weren't good at this and uh, and instead of just being able to coach somebody through it um, can be awkward but but it, it's great that the dialogue to open up the dialogue Um, for that. So let's um, talk about, so one of the other things that you had, um, you had touched on when we did our interview the other day, we were talking about sexting. You had said something about a friend or whatever, somebody's sexting. And I thought, okay, well, that is also very relevant. It's also a way, it's also a way if, if somebody was comfortable with it, of course, not everybody's going to be comfortable with it. But, um, but if somebody's comfortable with it, it's also a way to communicate to your person outside of the bedroom what you like and what you don't like, or to get a gauge for maybe what turns somebody on, your partner on. So again, I think there's people, and I don't want to offend anybody, that think there's going to be people that aren't comfortable with it at all. Um, and I would encourage people that, you know, it's a, it's a good, safe place You know, if you're not comfortable telling your partner what you like or, you know, you weren't in a relationship where you communicated during sex um, about what you like. It's not a bad place to be able to experiment so that it's safe and comfortable and it's outside of the scope of, you know, when you're actually in the heat of the moment. But let's let's talk about your thoughts on it, Brandon, because I know you have a story.
1: so, sexting, just so we're clear, Jen, sexting like people in a relationship or people, because I think there's different kinds of sexting. Because um, it seems to be, I, you know, I hear more and more people, they do it with people maybe that they don't really know, which, by the way, I think is really hot. I know as guys, we're supposed to be visual and the guys all about the pictures is somebody that I've been sexting with. Uh, and it's, it's a fairly new sex relationship, Jen. And it's from somebody I have never met in person. Uh, and I got to tell you, it's really hot. It is, <laughs> you know, we talk about the pictures <laughs> and, the, and the guys are, the other morning, 2.30 in the morning, I get up and I've got page 32 of the romance novel that she's writing me. And it's like 2.30 in the morning and I'm typing back and I'm typing and I'm like, whoa, no pictures, no visuals, no nothing. I'm reading the text, and I'm, oh, I better get to work. I mean, it is really, it's that fulfilling, and I I think because it's, um, you know, there's that imagination, and you do. I love that you touched on this, Jen, that you can kind of say things and maybe put out things that you've wanted to do or that you would like to do, or things that you would like to say. I like to, uh, I like to to, to talk um, dirty sometimes. Dear God, I hope my uh, <laughs> mom and dad never see this. Um, but I make it okay first. By that sexting relationship saying, and then I said this, and then so if it ever comes to that, and I'm saying, I'm saying some some really raunchy stuff in the midst of actual sex that's like, hey, she knows. I don't really think that she's whatever I just said or that I really, she knows because we've already sexted and we've kind of talked about it. But now I get to say it, and I'm in the midst of doing it, and here I'm just this, and I'm saying these things that I would never imagine saying to, like, a wife or something, unless I'd have this conversation. Sexting, I think would be an amazing way to get into some of this stuff. So, yeah, I think there's two different things. That's interesting. Not in a relationship, is it?
0: well it's complete it's not somebody you know so i yeah. think from that tr- you know from that aspect there's two things because jeff says i think sexing with somebody you don't know well or know if you can trust wholeheartedly is crazy so yeah. that seems outside of his comfort zone but on the flip side of all of that you know this is somebody completely anonymous that you that doesn't know you and that you are completely anonymous with so you almost can say anything and do anything because there isn't that stigma there um, of somebody knowing who you are and expectation that you feel like you need to up uh, you know to keep up so I I can see where that would be fun and exciting. And and I Jeff I think the other part of it too, you know it's not like they're exchanging pictures. Like he said, it's not a visual thing. This is just it's just Conversation is just talking um, back and forth, and it sounds like she's writing you um, uh, romance novels that are very steamy, <laughs> and um, and so I mean from that you're able to get I mean you would be able to tell exactly if you did finally meet her, um, and she was you know you were actually you know turned on by her you had chemistry, that could actually be very hot to already yeah. know what who that person is and what they like because you get it from that how in the world though do you go from not knowing somebody to a full-on sexting conversation that's what i need to know
1: so i was i've been wondering about that as we're talking about it and i think about some and by the way this isn't like this isn't like something that i do uh all the time and if somebody says hey i would never sex with somebody i don't know i would say well when you get to a place where you feel it's appropriate if you chat with somebody there's you know you're not just going hey you want a sext it's not like that you're not saying hey do you want a sext it's not like that i think it has to be very subtle because i've wondered as i've thought about this thing that i'm doing right now i'm like you know 3 30 in the morning and i'm typing my own romance novel i'm going my god how did we get here yeah where did we make this left-hand turn that both of us apparently never met each other no face-to-face meeting ever that we're on the same page and we're just saying stuff and uh how did we get there it's subtle i think as i think about my role in developing this little playground thing we're doing it's it's a subtle it's a subtle start uh and it could be something as innocuous and you have my gosh man especially today um and uh, guys i want to say remember uh respect got to respect um you got to find a tactful it could might maybe be something as innocuous as you're joking about a relationship yeah that's what she said or hey what are you wearing today now if she (laughs) takes it wrong he said, "Well, it was just hot. I was just what I mean, there's ways you can work around that. And that's maybe not the best example, but I think you're getting the 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 spirit of what I'm trying to say. You can find ways to ask something. So, hey, what are you wearing today? And she might, if she responds, why why are you asking me what I'm wearing? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's just it's hot. Or I know you had a business meeting, and I'm wondering should I match that color, whatever. Or
0: <laughs> great recovery she might there." Get-
1: she she might get what you're throwing down when you ask her. Yeah. What is she wearing? Yeah. How do you get there? From a guy's point of view, um, I don't know. You got to be crafty. Not crafty, <laughs> not sly.
0: Man,
1: that sounds bad. I'm,
0: I'm entertained by this. I'm just telling you. How do you get there? You have to be crafty. You know what? Does it, maybe it's just like anything else with a relationship. Maybe it's just chemistry. Like maybe just two people hit it off, feel comfortable and go there. You know, I asked, how do you get there? And I had a female answer very easily. So, you know, I mean, I guess it's, you know, to, um, to, to each his own. Darren says sexting is dating too. If your partner can't communicate over text, they probably can't communicate in the bedroom. Um, So again, yes, great, great points. I mean, I think, again, I think the you know, we talk about people hiding behind the keyboard. Yeah. If you're not comfortable having a conversation, you know, if that's not something you've ever done or had, I think that's a nice bridge is being able to, you know, be able to communicate that via a text to somebody and start off that way because it at least gets you comfortable having the conversation. Right. And yeah. and I think that's true, not for as much for you guys as it is for women that have been maybe in some box you know or they were a mother and a wife and the soccer mom or whatever and you know now they are divorced and they want to have a healthy sex life and have fun and and be sexy and feel sexy well there are things you can do and I think I I don't think this is out of the question um, as far as you know, is it happening? It's happening, and I think there are some women. Uh, and you talk about you're not get you're not doing the sexting with pictures, but there are plenty of women that are leading with this up front. And I think there's guys that don't mind it. They'd rather not. They'd rather you know have some type of intimacy with somebody before the pictures come, um, but. Uh, I do think that there's a lot of women that lead with that that they just all they're comfortable with is their body and not utilizing their voice and all of it's important you know it all mm-hmm. works together your body your voice the chemistry the intimacy with one another so I think the I think the sexting thing can be fun if you have a willing partner and and there's a comfortability and uh, some type of comfortability there. Um, as Jeff was talking about, like, whoa, that's out of you know out of bounds. Yes, if you're sending pictures to somebody and you don't know them uh, or send whatever you're sending to them and you don't know them, you better be very, very careful because we live in a digital world and anything and everything can be can be shown. You know what I mean? And you get this, Brandon, given your job, I mean, people lose their job over this kind of thing. We've seen all the sex scandals you know, pictures of people's private parts on the news because, you know, they were sexting somebody while they were married and sending pictures. We want to be careful, but in the confines of a safe relationship, sexting can be great and fun and a little naughty and a little exciting. And, you know, that's that's how you can build things up for um later before you go into separate bedrooms you know (laughs) um so yeah it's it's a good
1: good way to open the door if you are more comfortable you know behind the keyboard and some of these things come out that you might like to do or that you might like to try for example yeah the keyboard and we always joke about the guy living in his mom's basement you know typing nasty political stuff at people he'll never meet but being behind the keyboard You might be more comfortable to say, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to try this. Send. Let me see how she responds. And then they respond. And then you can have that conversation in in person. Whereas before, maybe that's gosh, I can't tell her in person that, you know, I want to hang off the ceiling fan or something. (laughs) But because you with the ceiling fan on. By the way, um, it, it is it's a good in maybe behind yeah. the keyboard, even and I'm thinking, Jen, even for people that are already in a relationship, maybe somebody who's been married for a while. How cool would that be? And I don't know, because I've never been married very long. I've been married twice for a total of three years. But I'm wondering, somebody who's been in a long-term relationship, been married for a while, and maybe you're kind of like, yeah, okay, I know what's coming next. I know how this works. It gets mechanical. Um, but how how would your spouse or significant, how surprising would that be today? If Out of the blue, if it's something you've never done, if you sent a text or a Facebook message that's just spicy enough that you start going, Can you imagine the response of a spouse who, whoa, we've been married for 18 years? He's never sent me a text like this. How I'm trying to think how I would respond. My wife, a woman,
0: would say, "Well, he's cheating on me." <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like <laughs> anything unexpected like that that comes out, and a man's behavior changes, a woman's going to think he's cheating. But I, I, I totally agree with you though that if if it's not spicy and you want to spice it up, there are ways to do it, and sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone and try different things like that. Um, I, I could not agree with you more. You know, Jim says, watch out for catfishing too, um, which is true, uh, which, oh my gosh, I have to tell you the story. One of my friends was telling me about, uh, and it's a side note, I, I, I he was telling me about his, his first online date and I told him I might tell the story today because it's so funny. Um, he never, well, his first online date, he just got online dating years ago. Met a girl. decides they're gonna decide they're gonna meet for coffee, and um, everything's great. They sent pictures to each other, so they knew what the, each other looked like. They they go to Starbucks. He's sitting there. He orders his coffee. Um, he sits down. He leaves money up at the register for um, leaves money up at the register for the person coming in, the girl coming in. You know, after him that is going to get coffee, so it's all perfectly set up, so it's paid for, and the people at the desk, you know, behind the register know, and all of a sudden, they look outside, and they see this, this she-man, like it was a man, um, it was a man, it coming in to, in to start, and it was the person, and this is so funny, Brandon, you're going to just die, so what happened was they all saw at the same time, and they're all looking out the window, and this guy jumps up. He's, he's sitting down with his, like, laptop or whatever at the table. He jumps up, gets behind the counter with the people, and he goes, you guys need to fill up this milk. You know what? All these containers are empty. I need all of this filled up. I'll be back in an hour. And he takes <laughs>
1: the smart dude
0: i mean i know i know that was quick on your feet and like literally took off and um and long story short you know he ended up getting an apology from the girl but that is one of the funniest stories ever but it happens like you have to be careful it happens with online dating catfishing um i assume it could happen with sexting too um uh jerry ann says it's so important to uh to touch on those topics before you go there, yuck on becoming mechanical. She also said men are so visual, and that may be why women lead off with pictures, unfortunately. You know, women are visual too, you know? It's not just men. Some women are as well. So, um, you know, that's something else you would need to feel out with somebody. Don't just assume that men are the only visual people. Some women are very visual and like pictures too. Um, really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, it, it, and I, I, I didn't mean to call you out, M, but but this is what I do for a living. <laughs> and there are a lot of women that enjoy that. So you really have to feel out your man or woman, and not assume that it's just the men are visual, and men also have got. And we are post COVID too. And I shouldn't say post; we're just in it. Whatever, there is no new normal. There's no normal at all. But um, I think having you know been post lockdown, I should say. A lot of people got into video. A lot of people took more time getting to know somebody before they went and met them to make sure that they were safe and healthy and all those things and taking precautions and had been taking precautions uh, during. And I think that that's one of the things that has been coming out of all this is are people taking a little bit more time digitally to get to know each other before they venture out into a date. And so I think it gives a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity for ways to get to know each other over video or you know through texting sex whatever i'm not saying sex somebody before you meet them don't be brandon i'm just kidding i'm joking (laughs) because no i'm totally joking because i i am sure that people i mean brandon you could end up marrying this girl you never know i mean you never know how a romance is going to start and clearly there's a comfortability between the two of you already and that's that's kind of a cool thing if it never turns into anything, at least you got to experience this really cool, you know, aspect that you never had before.
1: And that's and that's exactly where where I am. I'm like even if we never actually meet in person and never date, uh, this has been fun, to an extent it's been very gratifying, and it's it's just it's almost eh, it's kind of like you know, at the end of the day it's like, "Oh, I kind of have this thing." to look forward to, and it's, you know, it's, it's been fun, you know, and I think some of these, sometimes, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, you know, we say, man, relax, you know, uh, be careful, you know, but relax with these things because don't take yourself so seriously chill out and i think you relax and you let some of those defenses down because here's the other thing i think the value in this Jen, is when we for example i'll go back to the example of of sexting for example you you might learn something about you know as you're typing you go yeah and and then uh we did this and then we and then you're going man i've got a lot of things that i'm thinking i might like to try or a lot of things that, I you of know, that. in the past this, this yeah they haven't been willing to do this and i'm putting it out there and since it's just sexting we're not actually in the bedroom together she can you know yell out her safe word you know pineapple whatever your safe word is uh via text but you might learn something about yourself you might go wow that's something I would really like to try. And yeah. then if you're getting into a new realm of places, positions, toys, whatever, you might open up this whole new world of, wow, there's a whole wide world of pleasure out there that I had not even considered. That so is it true. Not benefit yeah. Just your significant other, but you too.
0: Yeah, no, that is true. I mean, especially, again, people that have been in long-term relationships or marriages that may have been sexless or, you know, maybe, you know, it, it, they had it and then it went away. And a lot of things have changed. And there's a lot, I mean, we just live in a much more open society today with, with a lot more things on the table. And it is, it is refreshing, I think, to be able to get out of your box you know, and uh, and Jerry Ann says that, you know, she's one of those girls, she's a visual, but you know, there are so many visual men that, um, but times are changing, she says, and ever evolving and they are. And I think we all need to be, we all need to be open to that. You know, I think that it, like you said, sometimes in some of these experiences, you find something that, you find an aspect of yourself that you didn't know existed and that you yeah. like. And, you know, I will say this, Brandon, because of years of as long as you've been in the media, there is this box and it's even the media box is opening up where media people before couldn't talk about what their political views were and, you know, personal things. Everything was so buttoned up and it's not that way so much anymore. It's everything's opening up a little bit, even in the media, you know, but but when you grow up in that media box where you have to say the right things, you can't say this, you can't, you know, it's that box. You and I know, you live in that box. So it's fun to get out of the box of yeah. it, you know, of expectations for that you have to put on yourself and and um and i think we all have them whether you're in the media or not we all have those things like i don't do this and i do do this i know growing up a catholic i grew up catholic um i know growing up a catholic i had to recover from that just to be able to give myself permission to be a woman and to be a sensual sexual female you know outside of you know the catholic guilt right Mm -hmm. um but i i know some of you get and understand what i'm talking about but but i think everybody's got a box and we need to and i think the lesson here in all of this is you know it's been an interesting conversation get out of your box try new things it's okay you know it's okay if it's uncomfortable at first um try it. I mean, because you never, you never know, Brandon would never have realized that this sexting thing could be so fun and interesting and exhilarating and exciting if he wouldn't have tried it and gotten out and then dabbled and, you know, because you start off slow and you move in and it's exciting. And so I think being open like that as we get older is really important
1: yeah communication 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 and the other thing i, I will say and i think this is kind of key for what we're talking about uh with this like the sexting stuff there has never been at least on my side of it there's never been a goal that hey, then we're gonna meet and we're gonna actually do this stuff sometimes yeah that's what i i'm hoping happens if i'm being honest um but a lot, a lot of times it, it's never led into relationships. It's never led into me sometimes actually, uh, I'm not saying I'm saying it's not always led into relationships. It's not always, but into me meeting that person. It was what it was at that point in time. And it was just kind of a nice release, but yes, communication on all things. And, and here's why I appreciate what you do when sometimes we talk about some of these topics. Um, now I'm not a psychiatrist, but I have seen a lot of psychiatrists over the years. So we are, everything we do for the most part is shaped by how we grew up, uh, what you learned in the home. I'm not saying we learn sex in the home, but our views on relationships, how we behave to each other and, you know, do we not show emotion? Do we show emotion? That's what we learn. That's our learning manual. And then we go into life and oftentimes we take that manual with us and we do the same thing. We don't show affection because mom and dad never did. And I'm guessing, you know, maybe that the sex was mechanical and you did it on Saturday nights and maybe on the birthday you did something special, but yes, if you get man, bust out of that mold, step over that, the, the edge of that cliff, uh, cause you're going to pull the cord on the parachute more often than not, that parachute's going to work. And you're going to find, I think, you know, a whole new world of all types of things with whether we're talking a- about intimacy or anything else. Communicate, take a chance, step out of your comfort zone. And I know it's easy for people, well, step out of your comfort zone. I'm talking from experience here as somebody who can be, well, I'm pretty tight about some things. I have found especially in the past couple of years of my life, Stepping out of my comfort zone. I take a chance and Jen, I'll be danged what those people have been telling me over the years, take a chance. It it'll be okay. The world's not going to come to an end. You might not always get the answer you want, but take a chance. You'll discover some new stuff. They've been telling me this for years, Jennifer. And unfortunately it was like 45 until I decided, you know what? I'm going to take a chance.
0: I love it, and you know what? I think there's a lot of people listening to that that probably need to hear that. I mean, it it it's never too late to change. And as Jim said, discovery is a form of personal growth. You know, yes. perfect segue right into what you're talking about. I mean, we should always be growing. And for those people that have not had happy relationships or may be divorced and want something more that may mean you being something more or doing something more looking in places you may not have looked um, and trying new things and that's that's a hard that's a really hard step for some people is change, um, whether it's sleeping on a different side of the bed or you know taking a chance on sexting. I know they're opposite, you know they're just they but it's they all they all get us out of our comfort zone and getting out of our comfort zone is is a great thing because you never know what you might discover that that will be that would be good for you or something that you enjoy or like, um, or a new at, or a part of you or an aspect of you that you didn't know existed. Um, which is awesome. I think that's the best part, Brandon, about getting older is that we we are con- we get to constantly learn new things. And I have said this, and the podcast has helped me a lot. I love having a voice now. Like I did not when I was younger, and I have learned to have a voice as a woman as I've gotten older. And um, I know my ex used to say that I needed a filter, <laughs> I probably do sometimes, but but i like not having a filter cuz i had a filter for so long so i think there's so many beautiful things about you know as we age and we understand like i'm i'm going to communicate i'm going to speak my mind i'm going to speak my heart and if somebody doesn't like it i don't give a damn you know it's i'm being honest and i'm being true to who i am and that matters you know, and that matters for all of us. And so I love that you're doing that at this point in your life. I love that the last two years have been transformational. I know you've had life-changing things that have happened for you and, um, and I'm in your corner. So, um, so, uh, you know what, I know we're running out of time. I want to thank you for coming. You know, it, it is, I wasn't, sometimes you think, okay, we have to have a million, you know, points to talk about, Uh, to, to, as we fill up our time and you and I could sit and do this for hours because there's so many ways and conversations to go. So you did not disappoint at all. You're amazing. Thank you for speaking from your heart. Um, this is what you do daily. Uh, you know, I, uh, I was on your show two weeks ago and I got a bunch of people hitting up my website afterwards, which never happens out of state, like in Missouri, all these people, like, you know, coming from your state, we we have some good conversations. So, uh, you know, if you guys ever want to hear a, a good a good conversation in the morning, and an honest conversation, and a fun one, a hot talk uh, up in Missouri. I know you can get online. I listen to you guys sometimes. Your Facebook feed comes up, and sometimes I listen to you guys live on Facebook. So, um, so you guys can like his page and. And listen to that, too, if, I mean, if that's what you like, talk radio. It's it's a really fun show. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it is, you know, some of the political stuff. But we have fun with, and there's a lot of things happening in the world right now. But we have fun with it. And if you get onto, it's Wake Up Columbia. Wake Up Columbia on Facebook. We do uh, the the vid- We do live video every day. It's a three and a half hour show. So from 6A to 9A Central Time, there's video on there. And, and I will say this on a personal note, I got to go. Uh, but I want to say for fans of Jen, people that are, are watching right now, people that will come back and watch this later, when Jen was talking about finding your voice, and sometimes we grow into it. Sometimes we take that chance and we step into it. But when you find that 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 voice and you, and, and I've seen this in other women throughout the years, they, get, they find that whether they've just grown into it or they've taken that chance, they grow, and you can see that confidence. There's uh, there's a, a gal that I know in Florida, and she's married, not, you know, okay, okay marriage, uh, and I didn't see her after two years, and this uh, young lady, she's 32, started to make some changes in her life. My goodness, Jen, this woman beams with confidence, and she was kind of the, the frumpy kind of, you know, slumped over and a little I going to say this to fan, uh, fans of Jen. You know, we've never met my dealings with her over the years and watching some of her stuff and our interactions on my show. In the 12 years that I've known Jen, like, I can see today, you talk about finding your voice, and I'm a woman, and, and I can... I've seen you change in the 12 years that I have known you and so uh jen is a testament to what we've been talking about
0: love it thank you for that thank you um i appreciate that well i appreciate you being on the show i know you're a busy man you got lots to do some uh breaking stories over (laughs) politically right now lots of stuff going on so um thank you for what you do and uh and I think the link is on here, on our uh, on our page, on our stream. Uh, so thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, and thank you, Brandon. Love you. Love your show. We'll talk again soon. Uh, and thank you for your honesty and the conversation today. You're you're a gem. People loved you here. So uh, God bless you. You guys have a great weekend.